As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Welcome to another bonus playoff edition of Panther Puri. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you, Cam. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. And thank you, Carter Verhage. Five points, two goals, including the game-winning goal. Panthers come back from 3-0 down in the second period to win 5-3. They have a 3-2 series lead, the first time they've had a series lead in 10 years. Alex, how are you feeling? Has it been? No, no, they they had a lead against. Fuck, it's been 10 years. Holy shit, yeah, they never had a lead against. The Islanders. Islanders, holy fucking shit. Yeah, they were on the back foot that entire fucking series. God damn. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Josh. Like, Carter fucking Verhage. Just, like, making his mark on this series. My God. Like, what a perfor- What a performance. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he is a franchise legend now. Like, period. Like, full stop. Carter Verhage is one of the best Florida Panthers of all time. I do not think that's an exaggeration. Well, they got to win the series. They got to win the series for the performance to be mythical. Okay, fair enough. I think that's. I think that we can we can go that far. Because like man. Marcel Gotch's game tying goal in Game Seven in 2012, like that would have put him up there if they won the series, but they didn't. But, but so it's like you're- he didn't have five points though. He didn't have the game winning goal though. Yeah, I mean, we need Elias Sports Bureau or whatever to tell us this is the first time a Panther has scored five points in a playoff game. I think it is, but gotta be. We need someone. To, we need someone to tell us for sure. Just, uh, just insane. By the way, all five points, primary points, first assists on all three assists that he got, two goals, 17-24, five on five ice time, and that's when he got all of his points. Uh, I, I also want to go over this part because I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Mackenzie Weger and Carter Verhage plus five, Alexander Barkov plus four, Claude Giroux plus three, Aaron Ekblad minus one. Is he overrated? Many people are asking. Uh, not really. You know what? I mean, I thought Ekblad had a very good game, and I thought Weger was all right. I mean, he had some he had some really bad turnovers again today, which he didn't do in game four, but he did it tonight. Luckily, none of them cost the Panthers, but. Yeah, this is why plus minus is a bad stat because if I had to give – I mean, I, this is not going to be a negative podcast, but, like, if I had to give a minus for the game, Barkov would be one of them. Like, he had a primary assist tonight, but that was on a shot. He missed the net that went right to Verhage on the other oh, side. I, like, I, I'll have to watch the rebid because, to me, it looked like that was definitely a pass. I mean, we, we know Barkov you, loves to pass. You thought that was a bank pass? I thought he was going – a bank i i thought it was a uh not a bank but a uh saucer pass no that was a slap shot that missed to the left the net to the left side and 
Oh, the, oh, the, the, I thought you were talking right about. Side, and he tapped it in for the first goal. I thought you were talking about the fifth goal. Did Barkov have, have an assist on the fifth goal? I Let thought that was Verhage. Verhage scored. No, Verhage. No, Giroux had the fifth goal. Oh, fourth goal. Sorry, fourth goal. Game winner. Okay, was that to? Oh yeah. Well, no, that was a pass to 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 Verhage. I didn't realize that was Barkov. I I, I thought that was the other line mate. I you know what? When you're a couple of rum and cokes in, as my God, this game is taking at least ten years off my life. Uh, you miss things like that, but yeah, Carter Verhage. Yeah, like uh, you know, I'm not gonna be negative. Like Barkov was fine. Whatever. Carter Verhage, like you fucking god. Okay, like can we stay in the negative corner for just a little bit longer? Because I want to say it, and like, please, people, hear me out. It's it's not me like going back on my uh, what's it called uh, when you're like getting up and you have your grievances. It's like an old uh, festivus some, something box. I can't remember the phrase, but whatever. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I thought Sam Bennett was horrible in this game. And the it's a it's a very fixable problem. All he has to do is just stop trying to make everything happen on his own. Like I, I thought that there were a number of times where he turned the puck over where he could have kept it in the zone and they could have piled on even more pressure. And it was just really frustrating to watch it happen over and over again. But you know, he wasn't didn't cost great. him the game. He wasn't great at all. Like hard stop, like this doesn't we don't need to we don't need to get into detail on it, but he wasn't great. Yeah. However, right. we can go back. They to won. Happy. They won. Like they won. Like the last negative, and I don't even want. I don't. I don't want to make this an officiating night. I thought they were mediocre at best. Um, wasn't the worst another, of the series. We'll put it that way. It wasn't the worst of the series, but we had a now fourth goal that you know swung the Capitals' way on a missed call on the Lundell, what should have been a goal wiped away because the ref blew the whistle too early and we can um, say definitively that it does not go the other way with the uh offside goal because that was clearly offside which one the uh, hornquist goal no 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 the the goal that was not counted because it was offside yeah no that wasn't even close like right. I'm, my seats are right on that blue line and that wasn't even close yep and i'm on so, the other no, blue yeah, line you, and i could tell yeah you you cannot complain about a missed call that went your way when it was clearly like the correct call when like and then this and in the Panthers case like that puck was sitting behind Sam Sonov he didn't have he was never covered like the ref was out of position that ref needs to be coming right behind the net looking for the puck instead he stays in the corner and blows the whistle it's a lazy play yep it's a lazy effort from the official who cannot blow that call yep i thought the official again i thought the fishing was mediocre but i don't want to spend too much time on it like that's it that was the call that was you know the panthers lost a goal there early who knows how the game plays out if it's one one at the end of the first instead of one nothing i thought the effort to get back in the game once down three nothing was what we're used to seeing from this florida panthers team yes they were in their elements when they were down three to nothing. Yeah, they finished the first period playing that typical desperate Panthers hockey that we're so used to where they're just like, all right, fuck it. We're going to control the play for the next five plus minutes of hockey. Unfortunately, the period ended before they could get it tied. Second period starts and 
the Caps get garbage goal in front of the net where, of course, the ref can see it the entire time that time and doesn't blow the whistle. But, like, look, that's the right call. Like, that puck was never covered. Caps bang at home. Yeah. I didn't uh, – It's the I, key I distinction when it's yeah, in front of the goalie versus behind. I literally went to the bathroom, like, right as the opening faceoff after the 2 nothing goal was happening, and I get to my seat, and it's 3 nothing. So I don't know what happened on the third goal. I know TJ Oshie, who shouldn't even have been playing in this game, had two tonight. And what I was told by the person who was sitting next to me that he had a wide open one timer. I don't know if that's exactly what happened or whatever. All I know it was, was a, it was a two on one. Got it. All I know is the Panthers, you know, didn't stop trying. They didn't stop pushing and they got the next goal. They got made it three, one, and then they made it three, two. And then you could really feel the momentum switching. And, and it was one of those things like, I should have tweeted it from the main account. And I was like, if the Panthers tie it at three, they're winning six, three. If, if the Capitals get the next goal, they're winning, you know, four, they're four, three or four, two, I mean. And of course the Panthers got it tied, you know, for Hagee again, or no, it wasn't for Hagee. Who tied it? Sam Reinhardt. Reinhardt again, you know, finding his groove in the series. He was pretty invisible the first three and a half games but he's got two huge game-tying goals in games four and game five. Carter Verhage, just like, my God, you're beautiful. Yep. This man, uh, uh, you know, like I said, now one of my favorite players of all time. Wow. I and mean, this is the first time I've ever been to a playoff game that they won. I was previously 0 for 3. My first was 2011 game six. That was my – or 2012. My first year at NYU, and they lost – Second was game one last year. Third was game one this year. And now I've finally seen them win. Yeah, I've seen a few playoff wins. Obviously, I went to the 2012 playoffs. I'm pretty sure I went to some of the 96 playoff games. I know I didn't go to any of the finals games. I'm pretty sure I went to some of the 96 games. Uh, I went to every game in the Islanders series. So I've seen some playoff wins. I've never seen them win a playoff series. Hopefully, I don't see it in the first round. Hopefully, the Panthers can wrap this thing up in six because like we, you know, said they finally have the upper advantage. They finally have an opportunity to close out a series. Uh, they have a lead in the series. They can close it out in Washington. That that's got to be a really, really depressed Capitals team. Like they had a three nothing lead. They probably didn't deserve it, considering the pace no. of play was greatly favoring the Panthers. They had a great they had start. A they probably deserved to be one nothing ahead, two one ahead. The two goals in quick succession in the second period were not because they were controlling play. It was, you know, one, like you said, a garbage goal. I don't even really need to get into why that doesn't really mean a whole lot. And then the third goal, it's just an individual mistake, a bad change or something like that. I don't know. And it ends up in the back of the net, like five other times out of 10, Oshi misses the shot or Bob makes an awesome save or something like that. And it doesn't end up going in. But I mean, you could also say the same thing about Hornquist breakaway and, you know, nine times out of 10, that puck doesn't, or on Barkov's shot, doesn't come right to Verhage on the other side of the net, that sort of thing. But, you know, it, it shouldn't have been 3 nothing. There's uh, no doubt in my mind that the Panthers were pretty neck and neck with the Capitals at that point. And they deserved to get back into it. And from then on, it was, you know, only going to go one way up until maybe like the nine minute mark in which I felt like they kind of retreated a little bit too much. I would have liked to see them get at oh, it a Caps, little bit more. Caps carried play from when Verhage scored what would, would be the game winning goal till about 
to about a minute or two before the Giroux goal that essentially iced it, like the puck was in the Panther zone a lot. I mean, Sherratt saved another goal where I don't know who it was, had a wraparound attempt, and Sherratt, again, was there with a stick to, to knock it away from the front of the net. Like, Caps carried play a lot. They didn't generate that many chances. Like, when the Panthers control play, it's every 30 seconds they're generating a high-danger chance. Like, I was saying that seven or so minutes, the Capitals only generated, like, two or three premium chances. But, like, the Panthers didn't get any shots. Like, if they did, it was weak shots, like, from far out. They had zero zone possession time. Like, it was let's hold on for dear life and let's just get, you know, get the red line, get it deep which is not how I like to hold on to leads. I like when, you know, you have the puck and you don't have to be taking chances, but you're at least spending time in the offensive zone. Cause if you have the puck in the offensive zone, you can't get scored on. Right. But you know, I don't want to say the Panthers answered the question. Can they win to one? Cause obviously they didn't, but that's essentially what they had to do today. Right. They had to hold on to a one goal lead and face an onslaught from an opponent and they weathered the storm. I mean, an opponent with some of the best shooters in the league, the best shooter of all time, no question. Yeah. And then, like, you know, some other really potent offensive players. And, look, the Capitals have succeeded as much as they have in this series, not because of their offensive talent. It's because of their their structured defensive play. And that was why they got out to the big lead early. And it's why they won game three. It's why they won game one. But they still have a lot of potent offensive players. Yeah, this is a team, if they want to run and gun, they can. They just know run and gunning against this Florida Panthers team will almost certainly lead to their doom. Right. They've been very opportunistic this entire series. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how often that can actually work. I mean, in this game, the expected goals, the, the chances, everything like that was pretty close. I mean, the Panthers had more possession. But um, high danger chances at five on five ended even 13 for each team. Panthers had 21 or 31 scoring chances to the Capitals 26. And, you know, it, I, that's not even incorporating the power play where the uh, actually no, the cap, the Panthers had more high danger chances than the Capitals, even though, you know, once again, Capitals scored a power play goal and the Panthers didn't in this game. But uh, they still won. So. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about that. The start of the game. I don't want to get too negative, but like you tweeted about it, I tweeted about it. Like, how are you starting that lethargic in a game five in a game at home? You have to win. Like, I expected the Panthers to come out guns blazing, and they came out with that same tentative, like, you know, we're not, you know, we're we're the we're just happy to be here tentativeness, not the we're the President's Trophy winner. You're the eight seed. Go fuck yourselves. Like we're gonna slam it down your throat. Like, what was that to start the game? And I don't want to spend more than, like, a minute or two on it, but, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I wish there was an answer to it. I mean, Andrew Burnett would probably be the first person to tell you if he knew why it happened, it would never happen again. And maybe he does know why it happened. Maybe it will never happen again. Who's to say? But, yeah, but like, like it's, it's just flat out not good enough. Like, it, this is a sport in particular where, despite the fact that the Panthers have done it again and again, like, you just don't want to get behind. Like, it's so tough to win from behind in this league. Yeah. Like, the Panthers basically controlled play from the 10-minute mark of the first period to pretty close to the end of the game, and they still lost the XG battle because literally in the first 10 minutes of the game, the Capitals put up an XG of – just under 2.0 like that's really bad really awful i like, mean the oshi chance was like 0. 0.5 it 
because of the way Money Puck ca- calculates power play stuff. Like Natural Statric did have the Panthers ahead 3.96 to 3.67. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's kind of been the theme of the series. Like, I don't want to spend too much negative on a 5-3 come from behind win. But, like, the power play was dangerous at times, but they still haven't converted. Like, at some point, you got to score a power play goal. I don't know the last time a team has won a series where they didn't have a single power play goal. Yep. I mean, that's got to be an NHL record if the Panthers somehow win game six or game seven and they don't have a power play goal in either one. That would, that's got to be the first time in NHL history it's ever happened. But I, I mean, mean, like, I'm sure it has, no, I'm sure it has happened because like there's got to be like a fluky sweep, sweep where a team just dominated five on five and one and four oh. Yeah. That doesn't sound too far fetched. But like a six plus game series where a team doesn't score a power play goal and wins it, like there's got to be less than a handful in NHL history and there might be zero. Maybe we'll have to uh, get our stat team on that, which is just me. But I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, Eli- Elias, Elias Sports Bureau, please let us know. Yeah, I mean, it's just getting to the point where I, I'm not really even sure it's because the Panthers' power play is playing worse than the Capitals' one. I mean, Look, all credit to TJ Yoshi for scoring that goal. But, you know, I, I tend to think of deflections like that as pretty lucky. Like the Panthers have Sam Reinhardt. He's just as good at deflecting pucks as anyone. He hasn't deflected one in in this series. Oh, she's deflected in three. You know, d- is that because Oshie's just way better with hand-eye coordination than Sam Reinhardt? Do you think so? No. I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, all of, I mean, look, some of Oshie's goals have like gone off his leg when he's not even looking. Right. At the yeah. Puck, but like tonight's four, tonight's yeah. was a deflection. Like he was intending to do that. So I'm not going to take anything away from TJ Oshie as much as I'm not happy with him after the Bennett hit. But like, you know, the Capitals are getting the bounces on the power play and the Panthers aren't. Like they had some dangerous chances today and they either missed the net or a puck bounced over a stick. Like there was a tapping goal. I think it was for Reinhardt. Reinhardt, today. yeah, with the behind the back Huberto pass. Yeah, and the puck just bounced over his stick, and Reinhardt couldn't, you know, put anything on it and get anything on goal. Like, like everything is. I don't want. I'm like, I'm not trying to say there's like some galactic conspiracy, but like everything is conspiring against the Panthers in this series. Whether whether it's a missed call, an early whistle, or whatever, to I, keep I, the Capitals in it. But like. They're just getting no fortunate bounces on the power play. On the power play in particular, like I totally yeah. agree. Like we we talked about how that first goal was somewhat fortunate, and you know there, there's other there's other times in this game where fortune smiled upon them. I mean, the Capitals didn't score again after they made it three to nothing, and it's not because they didn't generate anything. Let's put it that way. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not to the point where it's like DefCon one with the power play, and I really don't know. <laughs> What else there is to do? I mean, did did you were you upset by the by the fact that they had Ekblad on it all game? They did not once turn to the five forward power play. Yeah, I, I don't want to call it upset because they did generate chances. I just don't know why you didn't go with the five forward power play when it's been by far your best power play throughout the season. You know, for, in terms of chunk throughout the season, your the five forward power play has been the best one. And in this playoff series, the five forward power plays generated the most chances. So I don't know why they didn't go it, go with it today. They did generate chances. Obviously, they didn't put anything in the net, but like they generated chances. So we, we, we're, we're a very process heavy podcast. And if the process is good, the results will eventually come. 
And I thought the process was better today than it was in, you know, games one through three. So I don't want to say I'm upset that Ekblad was out because they generated opportunities. They just couldn't get anything in the net. Mm -hmm. In terms of process, I think the penalty kill is an area where they can improve. I mean, it's just been mediocre all season. But the Capitals really don't have that good of a power play. You know, they, they have Ovechkin, and that's, and that's really all that should be troubling teams. Like, you know, they've got talented players, but every team has talented players. Every team yep. in the league. Arizona has talented players. Seattle has talented players. The, so, the, like, you can't be giving up four goals or five goals or whatever it is on the power play to TJ Oshie. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I give him credit because – I think deflecting the puck in front of the net is a skill. It's a legitimate skill. There's yeah. there's a difference between letting pucks hit you in the shins, like what's his name from the Devils back in the day when he had that 30-goal season. David and Clarkson. David Clarkson, yeah. I, I Like half the time I remember, half the time I forget. Like there's a difference between being David Clarkson, pucks just going off your shins into the net, and having that hand-eye coordination to always get a stick on the puck. Like, Sam Reinhart has that hand-eye coordination. TJ Oshie has that hand-eye coordination. He's the best – uh, shootout player in the NHL for a reason like that's right. that's all hand-eye coordination so I don't want to take away too much from them, even though some of them have just gone off the shins of the series but like you know the power play is hey John Carlson's taking a soft shot from the middle of the ice and it's finding a way to TJ Oshie who's putting a stick on it and it's getting behind Bob yeah t- tie like, him up somebody I mean he's in the right. middle of the net he's the ice he's right next to Bob tie him up like it should be that hard there's skill involved in that, but there's also just like, hey, we're getting lucky. Because, like, the Panthers were trying that, too. Like, Ekblad had a couple soft shots that they tried to get on Reinhardt's stick for a deflection. And, you know, they either couldn't get the deflection or the deflection would miss the net. Like, that's the one thing. Like, even with all the skill in the world, there's still an element of luck with deflections. Like, you can be the best deflection artist in the world, but you can't really control where the puck's going to go. Yes, by the way, you angle your stick, like you can either make the puck go up or go down, but like you can't say, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, I see a puck coming to my left, I'm going to deflect it and it's going to go top corner and or bar down or whatever. Like that's not doing it. Like you're just hoping to get it in, you're just hoping to get a stick on it and change the direction in a general area. And if it goes in, it goes in. If it goes wide, it goes wide. If it goes, you know, if it was going in and all of a sudden hits the goalie in the chest that's you know that's the hockey gods either smile upon you or frown upon you and they've been smiling on tj Oshie for five games so far yeah and they're clearly smiling on carter verhage also i mean the the overtime game winner in the last game two goals five points tonight i mean somebody's really made peace with the hockey gods at this moment and that man is carter verhage but at the same time like he's playing awesome and he's getting the legs going he's getting into the the heart of that one three one and really, really wreaking havoc and deserved, you know, to have a, a great game tonight, get on the score sheet multiple times, you know, five points in a game. You, you really dominate a game to the extent that you can deserve to have five points. I think of like what McDavid did last night. But I mean, Carter Verhage played about as well as an NHL player can play in a game. No, he was the best player on the ice for any team tonight, and it's not debatable. Yep. I mean, I'm checking his XG share just to be sure, but like it was good. Barkov was actually the best one in terms of expected goals percentage, which surprises yeah. me. But plus four for Barkov, plus five for Verhage. I mean, Verhage was above sixty-five percent, which nothing to sneeze at. 
definitely nothing to sneeze. Also, at. can we call out Samsonov for that for that embellishment? Like you barely I, got touched on the helmet, and you I didn't acted see like you got shot. I didn't. We didn't see, see a replay, but based off of what we were texted, like he barely got grazed on the helmet. Like, yeah. come on, you've got a fucking helmet on Samsonov. Like, there's no reason to act like you were on shot on the ice for a good five minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely sus that he was just down for five minutes and then, like, all right, keep him in the game. You know, no problem. Oh, you know, whatever. They Yeah, they that was one of those where, like, as soon as the trainer got to him, he, he probably whispered over, like, I'm good, guys. I just want to make sure that we got the call. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I'm trying to think of anything I want to get in here just uh, at the ending because we're, we're about to wrap this up. But uh, nothing comes to mind. Anything you think we've missed? I thought Maxi Mammon had a solid game, but his XG yes. share was not great. So I get, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. But like in the time he was out there, I thought like Maxi Mammon to me is a uh, not March or so. Um, Marchment? Yeah, Mason Marchment light. He does. He plays a very similar game. He's just. I would say he's a little more talented, but his IQ is not where Marchment is. So that's why Marshman is the much better player. But, like, I think they bring similar things. I, I agree with the decision to put Mayman in the lineup over Lomberg. Lomberg. Yeah, I, I think I agree with it, too. And it, it, it looked pretty good today. I mean, he was a guy that was really keeping them afloat in the first 10 minutes of the game, like, where they just could not get any sort of territorial advantage going. Yeah. And he was one of the guys that was just, like, skating after – pucks on the boards uh, uh, in the offensive zone and just really being, you know, relentless, taking no prisoners, which is something that I've seen the Capitals do throughout the series and the Panthers, when they're struggling, they're not doing it typically. And I mean, that's a lazy take in some senses and I'll own up to it. There's like, Oh, whether, when they're trying, they're winning, when they're not trying, they're losing. But it's like the series to me is coming down to how easy it is for the Capitals to exit their zone. And in the first period of this game, it was so easy. They were getting out of it with zero resistance. And I mean, yeah, part, of, the, part of it is just that the puck is never in there. So when they're getting it in the zone, it's like a dump in and everybody's changing. But at the same time, like that's got to be a point of intensity. Like you got to make sure that they're struggling. They're fighting for everything they get. No free lunch. That's how you're going to win the series. Yeah. No, the, the Capitals controlled play the first 10 minutes of the game. Like the Panthers never had the puck and like exactly you said when they did, it was get the red line, dump it in. So we, we can get fresh legs on who are also, who are also going to get pinned in the defensive zone for the next 45 plus seconds. Yep. And Maxi Mammon was a guy that wasn't actually getting pinned. Like he was getting after the puck on the four check to an extent that other guys weren't at that point in the game. And, you know, maybe they've kind of learned to, not necessarily play possum, but like let their opponents wear down, which is part of the reason why they yeah. come back in games so often. It's uh, Jake's treatise on this, basically. Uh, so you can go look for his thread on it. And uh, unfortunately, just a little bit of housekeeping here. I don't, it doesn't seem like Jake is going to be able to make another one of these game one recap podcasts. I don't, I don't think he's going to be back until cross your fingers to a major degree here, a, a potential round two series. Because even though they're up three to two in the series, they're going to be prohibitive favorites to advance. Like my traumatized Florida Panthers fan brain is not going to allow me to think that it's likely or, you know, 
I'm waiting for the shoe to drop basically. And I'm sure that in some senses you're the same way, but at the same time, we acknowledge how good this team is logically and they should, they should match up against anybody, let alone a team like the Capitals that's been fairly good, but nothing special this year, you know? Yeah. All right. I guess that we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back again. You want to, you want to try to do something tomorrow? We'll, we'll, uh, we got a couple of people that have expressed some interest, so maybe we'll reach out and uh, see if we yeah, can get, we can something get a tomorrow. guest. Let's do something. If not, we'll just we'll have the recap after game uh, game six. Yep, and uh, we'll see if anybody wants to hop on for that. But uh, yeah, oh man, that that was great. Like, just final thought. That was great. Yeah, final thought. That was great. Now uh, we get some rest, watch the Heat play game, try to close it out in six tomorrow, and. See if the fans close out in six on Saturday. Your lips to God's ears. Right. Panthers in six, heat in six. That's what we want to see. And if that's what we got the next time, might have to do a drunk pot. Well, we'll might talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. All right. Thanks, everybody, right. for listening. We'll see you next time. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203.